So, yes, our families uh, go back. It's a, it's an honor to be here uh, in the Gatsing home by uh, by Yehuda Moshe. It's also it's an honor to see a good old fashioned Chicago sukkah with uh, the pipes uh, put together in the various uh, forms. This is something which uh, certainly is uh, like ancient uh, Skokie. So it's nice to to see that somebody carries on that uh, that Masora. So appreciate uh, that very much. Um, Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Aris talked about uh, Rabbi Aris Shlita talked about uh, Hoshana Rabbah, so I'm going to move on to Simchas Torah, if that's, uh, that's okay. Um, and try and elaborate a little bit of what uh, we do and what we want to think about uh, in advance of and then on Simchas Torah uh, itself. The, uh, many of the commentators point out that we have two Yom and Tovim that the Torah refers to as Atzeres. That's the term that uh, the, the Torah uses, and that's both by Shmini Atzeres, Shmini Atzeres of this Torah, and also by Shavuos. Shavuos is also is referred to as Atzeres. And an interesting observation is the fact that on those two Yom Tovim, which are called Atzeres, there's no Misa Mitzvah which we do. There's no action which the Torah says you have to do. There's no eating matzah, there's no lulav and esrog, there's no sukkah. It's just a yantif without, uh, really without uh, definition to it, because there are no mitzvahs uh, to do. And interestingly... In both of them, we end up celebrating Torah. Shavuos, we celebrate Torah. The common uh, practice, of, or a common practice, is to stay up all night studying Torah. And on Sheminat Saras, which we, Baruch Hashem, it's not Baruch Hashem, we're in Chutzarts, but in Chutzarts, we actually get to have two separate days, which we could focus on Sheminat Saras stuff on one day, and then Simchas Torah on the other day. But it's also a celebration of Torah, but we don't celebrate Torah by studying Torah on Simchas Torah. We celebrate Simchas Torah by singing and dancing. We dance and we clap and we do all of those things. So we have two different Yom Tovim, where they don't have a mitzvah from the Torah. We celebrate Torah, but the mode of celebration is different between one and the other. So what happens with Shavuos, we can save that for, uh, for Shavuos. But our uh, focus now is going to be on uh, Simchas Torah, why it is that we sing and we dance and we clap and we do all of those, uh, we do all of those, uh, those things. So we, to understand this, we're going to look from the perspective a little bit of the, uh, of the Sas Emes. The Sas Emes talks about uh, when he tries to explain Simchas Torah, Shemini so he talks about that there's two different types of people who do tshuva which Rabbi Reis also mentioned uh, in, his, uh, in his presentation, that there's what we call tshuva meyira and tshuva me'ava. But he phrases it a little bit differently than just simply tshuva meyira, tshuva me'ava. The Svas Emma says that misha shav k'dei l'sakin hachet bilvad. There's a group of people, there's a category of people who all they want to do is they want to clear their record. Sometimes you get enough park, you get enough speeding tickets, you get enough moving violations, that there's a threat that maybe they'll suspend your license or what, or your insurance will go through the roof because of all of those. Not that I know, I'm just, I've heard. That about people that this happens to, that they get too many moving violations, there could be all sorts of consequences. So in such a case, you really have no alternative but to contact a lawyer who specializes in that. He shows up in court, smiles at the judge, they talk about golf or something for a couple of minutes, and then they go ahead and they expunge the record from some of those moving violations, and then you move on and you walk up, you know, $500 less in your pocket, but you move on and you're able to go ahead and the record is clear, and you walk out perfectly content because now you don't have to worry about your, your license being suspended or anything like that. So that's one category of tshuva. But then he says, about tshuva shlema, what's considered to be a full tshuva? He says, The intent of tshuva shlema, full tshuva, or as Rabbi Rish Shlita mentioned, that what would be considered to be tshuva me'ava isn't simply to expunge the record, 
you want to be purified so that you could now serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu better. In other words, that tshuva me'ira, tshuva me'ava, we could look at it not, ter- not only in terms of fear versus love, but whether you're past-focused or whether you're future-focused. The lower-level tshuva is, I just need to expunge the record. I need to wipe the record clean so that none of that is with me. And just having the record clean, that already is enough for me because then it's not going to linger. Other people, the higher level tshuva is where you want to do so because you yearn so badly to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You want to be dovig by HaKadosh Baruch Hu so badly and you realize that the Averas become this impediment from you being able to do so. So I cannot move forward with those Averas still there. So I need to get rid of them. Not because I'm worried about punishment, although that may or may not be, but it's really more because of what I want to be able to do in the future. In tshuva, shleima is forward-focused in terms of I want to be able to do better this year, I want to do more things uh, over the course of the year, of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and in order to do so, I need to get rid of those Averas, because they are this impediment or this barrier towards connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu more fully. So then the Svastema says, how do we know whether or not it's tshuva meyira, tshuva me'ava, how do we know whether or not your intention is simply to clear the record, to expunge the record in its past focus, or whether it is future focus, because you want to be davik ba'karash baruch So he says, one way to go ahead and to decide that is what, the, what, what a person does as far as their Torah study afterwards. In other words, also a very fascinating uh, question. I, I've wondered about this for years, and then it just happened to Seat uh, Deshmaya uh, that I bumped into another Svasemes, that when you dance on, on Simchas Torah, all the times that you dance on Simchas Torah, this year as we go from Tavshin Pei Gimel into Tavshin Pei Daud, when you're dancing on Simchas Torah, are you celebrating the Torah you studied in Tavshin Pei Gimel? I think most people think that it's a celebration of the Torah which I studied in the past, and that's why some people say, you know what, the dancing's not for me. I don't learn so much. And being that I don't learn so much, why would I celebrate? There's nothing for me to celebrate. I didn't finish Shas. I didn't finish Mishnahis. I didn't do Shnai Mikra this year. All the things which maybe I should have done, I didn't really do. So the dancing, it's not a celebration for me. They think of it in terms of a chasana. So the family of the chasana, the kala, they're very excited. And the people are there as guests. They do a first dance. Maybe they'll dance with the fathers, you know, for a couple of minutes or the mothers. They'll go around once or twice. And then they go off to the side because they say, it's not really my simcha. But the Sasema says that, that that's incorrect. The dancing in Simchas Torah is not Tavshin Pei Gimel oriented, it's Tavshin Pei Dalit oriented. In other words, and I'll read to you just because he says it so nicely, he says, At the beginning of the year of Simchas Torah, it's not that we don't end the year with Simchas Torah, we begin the year with Simchas Torah. Because he says, A person should contemplate the greatness of Torah, which is the word of the living God. And through your efforts to the yearning which you have, in the joy that you have, in your attempt in Tav Shin Pei Dalad, to connect with the Torah, that will leave a remnant of something which you'll be able to take with you as you go through forward into Tav Shin Pei Dalad. And he quotes a Madrash. And then he says, this is what's amazing, he says, you have people who are professionals. We're not talking about Tamir Chachamim. We're talking about people who go to business 9 to 5, back in the day when they worked 9 to 5, whatever the hours are nowadays, which is all the time. They have people who are professionals, and they don't have the opportunity to study Torah all, all the time throughout the year. 
Nonetheless, the joy that they experience celebrating with the Torah at the beginning of the year in Tavshin Pei Dalid, that is something which you try and put into your heart, you, you embed into your heart, and it becomes difficult for you to separate from that. So this becomes like a school of sorts. He doesn't use that terminology. But by having the yearning and the desire to connect to Torah, that will allow you to remain connected even though you spend most of your day outside of the base Madrash and you're not learning, but that the desire that you have and the love that you have for Torah is something which is going to then, it becomes part of your, your DNA for the year. And that will allow you to have a better connection, a better dvekas with Torah in Tavshin Peidawad. So we're celebrating, we're dancing on Simcha's Torah, Tavshin Peidawad, in anticipation of the coming year that I should be more dovek with Torah, I should be more connected with the Torah over the coming year. So it's not somebody else's simcha that you're dancing by somebody else's uh, chasna, and you feel as some, you may feel as somewhat of an outsider. This is your simcha because the degree to which you're going to dance and celebrate on simcha's Torah this year that will set in motion and lay the foundation for your connection to Torah the entire rest of the year. And that's why the, the celebration is something which is so important for everybody to engage in, regardless of how much you studied last year. But what you want to do is you want to celebrate for, in anticipation of what you will be able to study or you, what you want to be able to study in the, in the coming year. And that becomes something which is much more, I find, to be much more inspiring because whether or not I learned a lot last year, I can't control that. I, I, I have no control over what's already in the past. But I know what I want to do. And in the core of our being, everybody wants to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Torah, and the way we do so is not through the mode of studying Torah and Simcha's Torah, it's Simcha. If we allow Simcha, the Simcha, the, the awareness of the connection that we can have to Torah, that, as we said, is going to lay the foundation and put in place a year which hopefully will be filled with, uh, with Torah. Why the singing and the dancing? So I'm a person uh, who happens to enjoy the cold. That's just uh, the uh, something which I've uh, developed over the over the past few years. Good old Chicago. Huh? Good old Chicago. No, but yeah, it's not even it's not even just Chicago. It's if, if you if you go if you go to the lake Pesach time, it's the wrong season. We were talking about burning the hummus before. If you go to the lake Pesach time, so Pesach time, the lake is about forty degrees. Everybody, you go through the guys, it's about forty degrees. So when you put your body into forty degree temperature, so the body there's an amazing system which Hakadosh Baruch Hu implanted in the body in order to make sure that the body will be able to survive as long as possible. And the reason why everybody knows this to be true that when it gets really cold outside, so your hands get very cold, and sometimes if you hold ice, if you ever held an ice cube or you hold too much cold icy stuff, so your hands begin to hurt. So that when your hand begins to hurt, people say, "Oh my gosh, it's dangerous," and they uh, they uh, they let go of it. People get uh, very scared off. What's happening is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mechanism in the body to keep you alive as long as possible is kicking in. What happens is, the same way that when your foot falls asleep and then you step on it, you feel, you feel pins and needles in your feet and it's hard to walk. So that's what happens when you touch the cold. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the body in such a way where there's, uh, the capillaries will shunt so that you don't get blood flow. The warm blood won't go to the hands and to the feet anymore because it's much more important to keep the warm blood in the core and in the head than if you lose a couple of fingers or toes, okay, you can survive that. But you can't survive without your lungs, without your heart, without your brain. You can't go ahead and do that. So the body is wired in such a way to make sure that it will be able to survive in the, in the cold as long as possible. So when a person is in a good matzav, a person is in a good situation, so that means that they have good f- blood flow all the way to the extremities. 
They're in a relaxed state. They're not in a threatened state at all. They're not in a dangerous state at all. And you can see, if you touch extremities, and the extremities are warm, so that means that as far as the brain is concerned, alts is good. Everything is good and everything is in place. So when we want to talk about that, I want the simcha that I have of Torah to permeate my body. So if I go ahead and it, it, if Torah is running through my brain, so that's where it should be because the brain is the essential organ. That means just my, my head is into it. If it runs in my heart, that also is good. But how do I know that it's permeated my entire being? The way we know that something is permeated through the entire being is it has to reach the extremities. If it reaches the extremities, like the warm blood reaching the extremities, then we know all is good. So when we dance and we sing and we clap, what we're doing is my feet are engaged, the extremities, my hands are engaged as I clap, extremities, and that's indicative of the fact that the Torah has now gone through my entire system, and my entire system, as much as I can on a physical level, is now connecting with Torah, connecting in thought with, uh, with Torah, and that assures that I have as strong a foundation as I possibly can towards Torah in the, uh, in, in the future. And that's why you read any guttle story that, uh, that you want, whatever group that they, uh, they come from. So dancing on Simcha's Torah was considered to be an essential avoda, such an important avoda. And I think it's very much rooted in this idea that we want to be able to demonstrate my true Simcha's Torah that is able to extend all the way to my extremities, all the way to the tips of my fingers, down to my, to my feet and my entire body is uh, that my entire body is going to say, who is like you? And I'm so connected to you that I'm going to sing and dance, and that's going to be demonstrative of my connection to, uh, to Torah, so that Tafshin Pei Dal should be a year which is filled with more Torah than I had in Tafshin Pei Gimel, regardless of how much you, uh, you learned in Tafshin Pei Gimel. So hopefully we should uh, all be zocha to be able to achieve this level of a tshuva shlema, where our concern is not just expunging the record, moving forward, so that I should be able to have a full dvekas in the, in, in the future, as is going to be expressed by the connection that we have to the Torah and the celebration that we're able to generate within ourselves to, sell, to, to dance and to clap and to sing in honor of the Torah, so that we should have a real, uh, real connection, a real powerful connection to Torah in the year Tavshin Pei Dalet. Rabbi Sheffield, you know, a couple years ago, Rabbi Salvechik spoke at a shul. Yeah. We were making this 